Hey, everybody, when you hear that music, you know it is time for On the Lighter Side of Baseball. And for those folks out there who seem to think I'm on the verge of jumping off a cliff because of the Cubs, think again. They have provided some great light sides of baseball, mostly with their pitching. And it's very light, except for the seven home runs Joey Votto's hit in the last three days. What a guy. I mean, why are they pitching to this guy? He's he's like uh, Bryce Harper used to be, but now he's Joey Votto. And not only that, the guy's an entertainer. He He's what baseball wants. He goes out there and mocks anything and everything at Wrigley Field that he can. He mocked the umpire after they rung him up on two check swing strikes. He's mocking the fans, the team. There was a little bit of fireworks out there with Javi Baez going up against a pitcher that he's had problems with forever. And uh, it's fun that somebody in baseball actually gets worked up. Uh, Contreras gets worked up. Baez gets worked up. Uh, Rizzo may get upset with himself, but basically he's running for Sean Casey's mayoral position in the major leagues. And, you know, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with getting along with people. Uh, but it's it's much more fun to see some animation directed at opponents instead of slapping them on the back and uh, wondering where they'll be in the next 48 hours. That's the trade line. Yeah, the trade line. We have finally something exciting to talk about because in just 24 hours, the trade deadline comes to a screeching halt. So where are we? What teams are players in this? What in the world is Jed Hoyer waiting for? And can the Cubs get anything for Kimbrell, Bryant, Baez, Contreras, Hendrick, Davies? They're, they're going to go the way of Schwarber, and that is funny. But, you know, for those of you who have listened to the show from the beginning, you will have heard me rant and rave about the fact that there is no salary basement. In other words, if you want to take the luxury fund money that's dispersed to the small market, quote-unquote, teams like San Diego, and let them spend your money, that's fine. And that's what's happening. But at least put a basement figure on what you've got to pay. In other words, take the average salary, which now is $125 million, and say that you have to spend at least within 10% of that average salary on payroll, or you get fined double the amount of your payroll. That'll motivate everybody, just like a big horn would motivate pitchers to pitch quicker, because we're still having three-and-a-half-hour, four-hour games. Um, a couple interesting things, without, without getting too detailed on statistics, I got to say, with the strip searches going on with Major League Baseball for uh, pitchers using foreign substances, the spin rates are going way down and the offense is going way up. Now, if they would just take that, make the infielders play on the dirt, we'd have something that resembles baseball again instead of these guys hitting great smash hits to right field and being thrown out by the rover who's playing shallow right field. It's just doesn't pay to be a left-handed hitter. Uh, the shift's killing these guys. And uh, 
We've talked a lot about the sport of baseball. It's become boring. The Cubs are taking boring to a new level, and yet they get 30,000, 35,000 people. Uh, I've gone to, like, I don't know, a few games, but StubHub is uh, turning in some some great returns for me. I, I think I'm averaging at least close to 50% of the ticket value. So in other words, if I paid $10,000 for season tickets, I would be happy to recoup $5,000. Now, does that make economic sense? No. Why in the world would you do that? I don't know. I've got tickets for the game this afternoon. It's kind of a farewell event, but I'm not going. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pass. I don't need to go. I recap all the things the Cubs have done to irritate me, and let me just list a few. Number one, they got rid of hard tickets. Ridiculous. Number two, you can't buy beer in the stands with cash. Number three, they got rid of the world's greatest television station, WGN. Number four, they got rid of my little club behind home, behind home and first base, where you used to be able to pay a couple hundred bucks, and you got into this not, not very exclusive club, but it was a nice place to go, as opposed to now the hootie-tootie, very expensive clubs scattered around the ballpark for people that want to dump money into it, which I don't. And another thing is that they haven't signed players and kept players that have been good. I'm sure there are other problems that I could come up with, but again, I want to convince all of you that I am mentally in the game. I am mentally fresh and looking forward to next week with, yes, my favorite co-host, Craig Kashan, fresh off the Milwaukee Bucks NBA title, is going to come back and do some podcasting with me after the trade deadline. So where will Chris Bryant be? Where will Rizzo be? What will happen to Baez? What will happen to Hendricks, Contreras, Davies? So far, the Cubs have made two deals. The Atlanta Braves, uh, because of Acuna's injury, took Jack Peterson off of the Cubs' hands and are paying his full salary. And la-di-da, they got a guy hitting 205 in high A. I think being high, the Cubs were high to make that deal. I mean, they already gave away Schwarber for nothing. Let him go to free agency. Oh, he won't get anything. 30 home runs later. Oh, no, that was pretty good, pretty good internal scouting on the part of the Cubs. They know their talent. They know who's popular. They know who to keep. And Ricketts just doesn't want to pay anybody. He's becoming cheap. You say, well, wait a minute. Their payroll's always in the top 10%. And you said anybody in the top 10% has a 70% chance of getting in the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. Basically, that is totally unscientific um, on my part. What, what I remember now is another irritation is the announcers of the Cubs. This guy, Shrimp Scampy, sucks. Now, I know that he's friends with friends of mine. And I'm sure he's a great guy. But I tell you what, he just sits in the booth when they show him on TV. He's got his legs crossed with his coat on, his T-shirt, 
Jim Deshay is trying to be a little funny. It's a bad crew, and then they throw in Dempster, and God love him, he was a good pitcher and a great cub. Boring. And Shrimp Scampy. Oh, my God. You know, I'm not an RBI guy. What the hell does that mean? So when did RBIs and batting average not become important? Doesn't matter what you hit. Doesn't matter if it's your exit velocity of the ball leaving the bat. That matters. Well, if this guy was an agent, we wouldn't have any union. I mean, oh, my God. Let's, let's look at the exit velocity. This guy's worth $40 million. Oh, anyway, that guy continues to irritate me. Now we're into the fifth month of his regime. And this guy and Marquee Network suck. S-U-C. They suck. I mean, there's no other way to put it. And it's part of the fact that um, this president of the Cubs is pathetic. Craig Kenny. It was on the verge of being fired, and I don't know what he did uh, to the Ricketts family, but whatever he did, um, he maybe contributed to the dad's pack. Uh, you know, how do we keep... Well, I'm not going to get <laughs> political, am I? No, I'm not going to get political. We're having a trade deadline, deadline show. Did you get that? Deadline, deadline, deadline show. So the Cubs, back to Jock Peterson. They got rid of him for nothing. They got a guy hitting 205 in A-ball. Wow, what a steal. And then they got rid of, I call him Harry Chafin. I don't know what Chafin's first name was, but Harry Chafin, Cat in the Cradle, Silver Spoon, da-da-da-da-da. I think that was his song. Probably not, but it sounds good. Don't fact check me. Don't fact check me out there. I'm just trying to have fun on the Cubs and some other teams. Speaking of other teams, the Royals. The Royals. The White Sox are going in a tailspin, but there's nobody that's going to catch them. Maybe the Indians. The Royals, they have, they have little flashes of greatness. God, love Salvi Perez. Why do they pitch to him any more than to Joey Votto? I don't know. Uh, but they traded Chafin for some, I don't know what they got back for him. But nobody's getting much. I mean, the Yankees apparently obtained Joey Gallo overnight, and they're getting like the 15th prospect in the A's organization. And the A's have been very active. Uh, actually, it was the Rangers who had Joey Gallo. What a great name. I think that was part of, uh, that was the last name of my cousin Vinny. I think, you know, he told the judge his name was Gallo, not Mallow, not Vallo, but Gallo. Anyway, Joey Gallo, great hitter, finally escapes from the Rangers and ends up in the Bronx. What a good deal, huh? Great deal. Rangers build their fourth brand-new ballpark in 20 years, and, and to show for it, they get rid of their star. Ooha, got to love it. And I'm building up to something that you probably aren't going to even be able to figure out in your wildest dreams where I'm going with this. Uh, but back to the Cubs. Where will Bryant go? He's going to end up in L.A., I think. Where will Rizzo go? He may end up in Boston. I don't know. We're going to find out. Maybe with Jed Hoyer's apparent incompetence, he's going to jack around until there's nothing left to get. I don't know. He's done. Uh, he's never made a trade worth a hoot. Gave away Darvish, lost Schwarber, didn't sign Castellanos. 
My God, you don't have to watch many games to figure out that here's a fiery good guy that you ought to be paying. That's right, Castellanos, Schwarbs, um, I don't know. And then I know this is kind of, kind of a spontaneous flow of stuff out of my mouth, but you know, the other day I looked at the 2016 and 2017 Pittsburgh Pirates roster, and we'll probably get back to this in, in more detail, but if, if anybody's interested in going back and looking at the team that this, this, it goes back to, I guess, the owner. I don't know if it's the owners or the general managers or presidents, but if, they're, if they don't have the autonomy to do smart things, if they're just stupid or if the owner is stupid. And I'll get to stupid owners and just, just give me a few minutes, hear me out, because uh, this is a fun day. This is a fun show. If the Pittsburgh Pirates general manager and, and owners had just left a checkbook with the CFO of the Pirates, who have the best ballpark in baseball, and a history of winning World Series, reference Bill Mazeroski, Game 7, beating the Yankees, of really the shot heard round the planet, Grand Slam, bottom of the ninth, Uha, was that great or what? If, he, if the owners had just left a checkbook with the CFO and said, keep everybody that our great scouts have signed, they'd have a dynasty. They would have a dynasty. I mean, beginning with Garrett Cole and ending with Adam Frazier, these guys just give away... Everything. So if you go back, they've got like six great starting pitchers, a pretty good bullpen. Uh, that guy, Melikon, for the Padres, has 40 saves. McCutcheon, they gave him up, up on him too early. They got rid of Starling Marte. They, on and on and on and on and on. They got rid of Snell. They got, if you go back, I swear to God, and look at their roster, and they did nothing, they'd be the best team in baseball. So... One asks oneself, i.e., I ask myself, why in the world do you own a baseball team if you're going to just give away talented guys and never win a pennant? And if I were the Pittsburgh Pirate fans, I would. the last thing I'd ever do is buy a ticket to that game, to any game, because they are dedicated to a revolving door saying so long to superstars developing players then giving them away for crappy prospects. Now, if, what does that do? I guess, I guess they make money. I guess at the uh, annual meeting, they hand out uh, dividends for millions of dollars to the ownership group because, boy, oh, boy, are we suckering those fans. And that's what it is. It's a sucker punch to the fans of Pittsburgh. So anyway, that all having been said leads me <clears throat> to where I was going with all of this. And it happens to be a familiar uh, note that um, I've been saying for a long time, and, and especially to the Ricketts family. If you don't want to sign these guys, 
or risk going over the luxury tax, which I admit is punitive and should be done away with. Have a salary cap of $300 million and let the Yankees outspend everybody again. I mean, it's not competitive. If their goal is to be competitive, it's not. It's a joke. It's just bargain baseball for 10 teams. But anyway, <clears throat> as I have said to the Ricketts, sign or sell. You're, you know, I know we're not rebuilding. Well, what the hell are you doing? If you're not, where are you going to find another Bryant? Where are you going to find another Rizzo? Where are you going to find another Bryant? You're not. So sign these guys. You, you spend all this money developing. You sign all this, spend all this money to scout, um, and then you get good guys, and then you uh, you can't can't keep them there because oh my God, we'll let somebody else do it. And they go different ways. One guy goes here, another guy goes there. And you have the Pittsburgh Pirates situation. <clears throat> okay. Now, this is funny. And when I heard this story unfolding, I thought this is the lighter side of baseball personified. The business side. Now, the statistics and sabermetrics and analytics is the dark side of baseball. Uh, I actually, the... Use of foreign substance is the funny side of baseball. You know, that baseball traditionally is a cheater's game. You just don't want to get caught. You know, it's that way, stealing signals. It's that way, putting stuff on the baseball, putting stuff on the bat. You know, if you almost get hit, you start running to first and hope you can fool the umpire. Da-da-da-da-da. <clears throat> so anyway, what happens in... Arizona is, it's, it's, with the exception of a lawyer who got thrown out of a firm, this is kind of uh, funny. So, the Diamondbacks, as, as you've heard me say on this show, are pathetico. Pathetic. They are six games worse than the Pirates, which is really bad. And... They are 12 games worse than the Marlins, which they're a great team if there's only a 60-game schedule. God loved the Marlins and Donnie Mattingly, great, great guy, represented him when he urinated on the plaza. And if that wasn't a pissy situation, I don't know what was, but Donnie's a good guy. He was nice. Doesn't remember me, but I'm sure he remembers the cop that arrested him for peeing on the plaza in Kansas City. Um... They're three games worse than the Orioles, which are pathetic. They're six ga four games worse than the Rangers, which are pathetic. They are 11 games worse than the Twins, which are pathetic. And we're coming sneaking up on, on my boys, the Royals. Anyway, okay, here's the deal. If you haven't heard, you probably have heard. But let me tell you this. So... This attorney, who is formerly the attorney general of the great state of Arizona, dun, 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 writes a tweet saying, basically, the Arizona Diamondbacks coming out of spring training were absolutely pathetic. They basically have gotten worse, and that... Um, 
if the owner had any dignity, he would sell the team. And uh, he, he somehow a newspaper picked up this lawyer's um, email. And as a result, he got fired. The Attorney General sent Ken Kendricks, the owner of the Diamondbacks, this little tweet that basically said, you know, the team is bound to go nowhere. You're not doing anything to get them any better. And so why don't you sell the team? Which is my message. If you don't want to improve your team, sell the team. Sell the team. So what does a classy owner of the Diamondbacks do? Number one, he gets the kid fired. He down a kid. Gets the guy fired from the team's law firm. And I, granted, if, you know, it, it, for all of you business people out there who in part of your job is dedicated to marketing and digging up business and schmoozing with clients, it might not be the most brilliant maneuver to send out a tweet on public domain criticizing one of your firm's biggest clients. I mean, there aren't that many law firms that represent a Major League Baseball team. But he did say what exactly is the truth, and that is, dude, if you're not going to improve the team, and this team is stuck and going nowhere, sell the team. Just what I've been saying to Ricketts. Now, I'm not going to get fired because I don't have a sponsor that would fire me. I don't have anybody paying me. So I can pretty much say my opinions as long as they're founded in truth. And nothing could be more true than how pathetic these baseball teams are that are doing nothing to improve. Now, People would argue, wait a minute, the guy signed Madison Bumgarner, da-da-da-da-da. He is, he's, he's got no clue on how to rebuild a team. So there are, what, 10 teams that have ridiculously low payroll. And, you know, one or two of the teams does well with a budget and development and trading. And one are the Oakland Athletics and the other are the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. If you look at the Royals, they're trying. I'm not going to, you know, Dayton Moore's trying. Uh, the new ownership is trying. So, uh, you know, hats off to them. At least they're, they went out and got Santana and da-da-da-da-da. The Pirates, the Orioles, the... Um, Diamondbacks, and some of these other low, terrible teams are just not competitive. And they don't care. I guess they're making money, so they don't care. Now, the Royals sold for a billion dollars, so I'm saying that is a small market team that's done well from time to time, that is currently struggling... And so the small market, small media, small TV, small radio, billion dollars. 
Mr. Kendrick, the owner of the Arizona Diamondbacks, is in a big market with a lot of folks that come down for baseball, and he can afford to pay a salary over $100 million, and he's not doing that. He's not doing that. And so you say to yourself, why in the world don't you just sell? Well, the reason is because he's making money, and he doesn't care. In fact, a good friend of mine, who I will not reveal, told me the, the best he ever did was when his team sucked. The most money made was when his team was not doing very well. And there you have it. If you tank, your bank account goes up. If you try to win for whatever reason, your bank account goes down. All right. So, where does Arizona fit? They are in the bottom 10. The bottom 10 for salaries for 2021 are the Royals, the Rangers, the Diamondbacks, the A's, the Tigers, the Mariners, Tampa Bay, Miami, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. There you go. Wow. There you go. Now, who can go out and get Trevor Story, Chris Bryant, Max Scherzer, Jose Barrios, Rizzo? Um, <laughs> I got to give Stearns with the Brewers credit. He's, he just goes out and gets in. He goes out and makes deals. Eduardo Escobar traded from the Arizona Diamondbacks. To the Brewers. Wow. I mean, that's cool. That is cool. So anyway, uh, the teams with the good payrolls, let's see, top payrolls, you're going to hear who's in first place. Uh, number one payroll, Dodgers, followed by the Yankees, followed by the Mets, the Astros, Phillies, the Angels, the Red Sox, San Diego, Washington, St. Louis, San Francisco. There you go. That's the top 11. Of those, the Dodgers, the Mets, the Astros, the Red Sox, the Padres, and uh, the Giants are all going to get in the playoffs. So that is one, two, three, strikes you out, four, five, six. Six of the 11 are going to get in the playoffs. Then you drop down and White Sox for 15. So... I think at the end of the year, the payroll will match up with my 70% in the top 10. I'm close. I'm at about 60%. And uh, that's the way it is. But I love that. I, I feel bad that the lawyer got fired. I, have, I think I'll try to get him on the podcast, but I don't think he'll really want to talk. But uh, maybe he will. I don't know. That would be an interesting podcast. i got to work on that. Because he says what is reality. And the the owner, much to his credit, reads a tweet and then on social media, in a very classy way, says that this lawyer is an arrogant asshole, quote, unquote. And if I ever see him, which I probably won't because we don't run in the same circles, 
if I ever see him, he better watch out because he's going to get what's coming to him. Threatens him, calls him an asshole. And this joker is trying to defend his actions with a team that is the worst in baseball. Uh, Mr. Kendrick, you are an embarrassment to Major League Baseball. And if Mighty Manfred had any guts at all, he would uh, penalize you for your comments. That is detrimental to Major League Baseball to have an owner, number one, saying what he said, threatening a guy that's a member of his own law firm, and then going uh, through 100 games and winning 32 of them. That's bad. Mr. Kendrick, you know, you can't fire me, but I hope you listen to this podcast. So if any of you are out there that are D-backs fans that live in the D-back vicinity, send it to uh, the reporter that broke the, uh, that, that published the tweet of Grant Woods and uh, see where we go from there because that was extraordinary. That was absolutely extraordinary. So, all right, let's take a quick break, and when we come back from our break, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going to happen in the next 24 hours. This is Jamie Uretzky on Spotify, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, and uh, tell you what, the uh, letters and emails are coming in to try to match us up with some other podcasts, but I, the only ones I'm interested in I've already talked about Sponsors, I don't know, but what's coming up next week? Craig Kashan, I know you all like that, and uh, we'll be back in a minute. And uh, back we are. Yeah, took a break at about um, 30 minutes into this show. And I'm having a great time. And, and I am upbeat, although I'm not going out to Wrigley today. It's going to be like a farewell address to these guys, if and only if Jed Hoyer can pull off a deal. And I'm sure he's going to, but what kind of a deal is it going to be? Everybody in the world uh, knows that the trade deadline is getting closer, and so the suitors are getting smaller and the prizes are going away if not because you've waited so long but because other teams are getting these top prospects so what are you going to get i mean you're going to trade you know chris uh bryant to the uh, dodgers in exchange for uh, turner or are you going to a good trade would be Baez to the rockies for story a sign sign and trade. Um, That's not going to happen. They're all afraid. Um, So we have 24 hours to go. And like I said, um, it's just going to run out of time. Something's going to, Chris Bryant's going to get dealt. Kimbrell's going to get dealt. And uh, then who knows about Baez and, and Rizzo right now, but I would not be surprised before the game today the uh, Cubs announced that Chris Bryant is headed to Los Angeles for whatever. A number 85 prospect and uh, good luck with uh, negotiating with Boris. Um, Other guys that are 
you know, talking about uh, Max Schmerzer. Scherzer, whatever his name is. I mean, Verlander, Scherzer, Arenado, giant union guys. I don't know, man. You know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. Show with Craig Kishan next week, talking about the trade deadlines. It's going to be great. Deadline deals, who's the guy that has hit most home runs after he got traded in a deadline deal? None other than the, create, the king of creatone. Uh, Big Mac attack, Mark McGuire. Hit 37 home runs, I think, after he got traded to the St. Louis Cardinals in 1997, the year before he and Sosa went crazy. Went crazy. And that was fun. That was fun. I don't care uh, if the ball was juiced or if they were juiced, but it was a fun fun time. I, I captured Sosa's uh, 60, 61, and 62, all of which were memorable and significant and should be celebrated in anywhere, including the Hall of Fame. 60 tied Babe Ruth, 61 tied Roger Maris, and 62 he went ahead of Mark McGuire. That was a cool weekend uh, against the Brewers, I believe, and my photographs actually were spectacular of Sosa hitting... 60, 61, and 62. Yeah. And those scorecards, they'll be in the Uretsky Hall of Fame. And part of that is being constructed as we speak in uh, in a new setting, a new venue, and uh, that's going to be exciting. That'll be exciting. So anyway, uh, I'm back. And for all of you out there that thought I was a little bit uh, out of sorts with the Cubs, I'm not. I'm cool. I'm over that. I think the White Sox uh, are going to be good, so... The teams I'm rooting for, for the rest of the way, the Padres, because one of my great listeners is out in San Diego, and, you know, there were rumors that Hosmer was out of the game because he was getting traded. I, God, I don't think so. There's going to be a few surprises tonight, and like, wow, that guy got traded? And then there'll be some surprises like, wow, how come that guy didn't get traded? And then... You know, then the questions will go, well, can this guy clear waivers? Is anybody going to put in a claim for Chris Bryant and his salary? If he doesn't get traded today, then he can he can still get traded, but he has to clear waivers, and he can still play in the playoffs if he gets traded before the deadline of September 1st. So you got those things to consider. Um, is anybody going to go after him? Or Baez, because they got a pretty big, you know, $10, $12 million salary to pay, maybe bigger. So that's cool. And uh, I'm rooting for the Brewers. And it's uh, partly because of my good buddy and co-host, Craig Sean. Or is it because they're just good? And it was Nelly's old gold guys. And they've got to figure it out. Pitching, pitching, pitching. Hey, let's get a great starting four, and then we'll get a good bullpen that can sneak in a number five start every now and then. And then maybe, just maybe, some of those bullpen guys will turn into starters, a la Burns, a la, well, really everybody, Burns, Burns, whatever his name is. Uh, the Brewers have a good team. And, they're, and they're, here's the deal. They're trying to improve the team. That, to me, makes sense. So, you know, where'd the Cubs go down the tubes? I don't know. There's a problem in the clubhouse. Um, 
Jason Hayward was obviously the biggest mistake other than maybe Morrow. The two big blunders were Morrow and uh, Hayward and Theo's repertoire. And um, it could have been a blunder with Kimbrell, but somehow he turned it around. Now, the fun thing about Kimbrell is he never goes gets a straight one, two, three. It's always something else going on, and that's fun. So will Kimbrell go to the White Sox? That's the rumor in Chicago. I don't know, man. I mean, why in the world would the Cubs touch Rick Hahn versus Jed Hoyer? It's no contest. Reinstorf versus Ricketts. It's not a contest, folks. The Cubs are going to get hosed. I don't care what you say. They're not going to get anybody. Look, they gave up a lot to get Jose Quintana, and that turned out well. Eloy Jimenez is a stud. The Cubs gave up um, to get Chapman. They gave up this great kid in, in New York, although he struggled a little, Clyber Torres. I don't know. The Cubs aren't as dramatic as the Pirates. Again, I go back to the Pirates. They're a frigging uh, dynasty if they do nothing. And, you know, the saying in baseball is the best trades you make are the ones you don't trade. That applies to the Pittsburgh Pirates. That probably applies a little bit to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's gotten rid of somebody that, I mean, Jesus, the Royals still had Zach Greinke, and if they still had da-da-da. But, I mean, let's get smart. Let's get reasonable. The Pirates give away these guys, get nothing in return, and if they do happen to luck out and get something in return, they give that guy away five years later. What are they trying to do? Well, their guys are making money. What are the fans doing? We're stupidly giving money. Oh, my God. The uh, uh, tickets at Wrigley are ridiculous. I mean, in the summer, my seats are okay, but they're not great. 280 a pop. If you, I mean, it makes the beer cheaper, actually, but the beer you got to get through a computer. That's weird, too. All right. I should be going out to Wrigley. I'm not. I'm going to uh, enjoy the day. And I'm going to enjoy the trading deadline. I just don't want to go say bye-bye to Bryant, bye-bye to Kimbrell, and bye-bye to whoever else. I mean, come on, Jed. <laughs> the world's watching. Do something, okay? Do anything. Just do it. And you know you're going to get screwed. You're going to... The number eight prospect in the Mariners organization does not thrill me. So why give rid of Darvish? Why not go get some pitching? Why not be a buyer? Why not be a buyer You know, for next year? Turn it around. Surprise some people. Go get two of the best pitchers on the market and go from there and say, we're going to sign these guys. We're going to... Pay Chris Bryant $350 million for 10 years. We're going to pay Rizzo 200 for five years. We're going to pay Baez 350 for 10 years. We're going to exercise their option on Kimbrell. We're going to keep Contreras, and we're going to be good. Yeah. And we're going to go get a few pitchers. Yeah. That's what I want to hear from Mr. Ameritrade. <laughs> but it ain't going to happen. Now, that would make me happy. I would probably go from a seller of my tickets to a buyer of my tickets. Huh? There, that, that's, it seems like 
That's a good analogy. Sellers and buyers. If I were a Pittsburgh Pirate fan, I'd be selling. If I was a Padre fan, I'd be buying. If I was an Angels fan, you know, I love Madden. I'm not sure that it's happening out there. So I look for Joe to ride off into the sunset this year. I'm not sure what his contractual obligations are. And how about the Cardinals? They, they suck, which makes me happy. But Wainwright, <laughs> Wainwright and Molina are two of the best. My God, together they're 85 years old, I think. They're old. I mean, Molina, God love him. I mean, this guy, you talk about. Now, again, as a Cardinal star, I've despised this guy forever, along with Wainwright and everybody else that comes back to have great days at uh, at Wrigley. And there's a, there's a bunch of these guys. And they just keep coming up with good guys. But somehow... The magic's gone, and I don't like their manager. I don't think their manager is right for the job. So as long as that guy's there, Shillett or whatever, um, you know, I think the Cubs have a chance to sneak ahead of St. Louis. But right now the Cubs are in the cellar. Last place. Way to go, Jed. Way to go, Rossi. Way to go, Ricketts. Last place. Oh, my. So we've got a chemistry problem. They haven't fired the hitting coach. Oh, my God. Well, at least they got Napoli to kind of help the situation. But Anthony LaPosi, oh, my God, dozy, dozy doe, bad. Okay, I'm not going to dwell on the negativity. I'm just going to say uh, the Cubs could surprise me and be sellers, but I don't think they're going to be. And so only time will tell. So for the record, it's like 10 o'clock in the morning, the day before the trade deadline. That would be the 29th is today. The 30th at 3 o'clock Central Time is the trade deadline. And at that point, we will know what is going on with Kimbrell, Bryant, Baez, Contreras, Davies, um, Hedrick. I don't know. I guess everybody's for sale. Um, even El Mago. And so we will know. And then next week... Uh, Craig Kishan, and I'll talk about it. So, that is it. I think it's going to be an interesting uh, couple of days. The MLB Players Union continues to agree with MLB to continue the suspension of Trevor Bozo Bauer. One of my dogs, guys. I told you at the beginning of the year, the Dodgers are in trouble with Bauer. He's a dog. Harper's a dog. Machado, I don't know. Maybe he's got himself turned around the corner. But Trevor Bauer has no defense. I mean, his lawyers tried to even the field by saying this young lady asked for what she got, that she was basically on, you know, some list of a site where she you know, basically invited being abused. And so Bauer apparently, apparently obliged her, but it's premature to say, although I think Bauer's basically admitted it with the emails that uh, he and his law firm sent out in his defense um, that showed that uh, she was soliciting 
abusive relationships, which I don't understand that any more than some other things I don't understand in the world. But be that as it may. Interesting couple of days. Cubs are dead. My season tickets are in jeopardy. The Royals are dead. But I like them better because they're coming on strong. Uh, and uh, they're a fun team to watch. Now, what will happen? Will Whit Merrifield get traded? Let's talk about my Royals. You know, Whit, Whit and Salvi are basically it. Santana's a rental. Dozier's got no value. And um, I'll tell you what. What are they going to do with Raul Mondesi's kid? Because Nicky Lopez is playing a hell of a second base. So I don't know. Kind of like the Royals. Jorge Soler's woken up and he's just crushing the ball. Nobody's crushing the ball like Joey Votto. I mean, you know, the, the, the division rivalry, the Reds, Cardinals, Brewers, it's interesting. But my wrath is number one towards St. Louis and number two towards Joey Votto and the Reds. But they're good. I keep picking the Reds. So I hope the Reds, I'll tell you what, I'm going to root for the Reds too. Reds, Brewers, Padres, Royals, forget the Royals, White Sox. Those are my guys. Those are the four teams, forget the Royals. My playoff hopes rest with the Padres. They rest with the Reds, the Brewers, and the White Sox. Okay, there you had it. I'm going to follow those guys with joy. I'm over my funk. I'm no longer depressed. The Cubs are so bad, it's funny. And uh, I am having a great time. And uh, we hope to uh, have a good time with Greg Kashad. It will be. I mean, by God, I've been solo for a long time because I just don't, uh, I just want to talk with uh, Greg, see how, uh, how he's doing. So that may be a long one. I don't know how much time he's going to have. But I'll try to steal him for as long as I can. I'll bribe him with a pizza from my good buddy's pizza place. Yeah. Oh, boy. That'll be a good one. So that is it. Papakinos lives on. The pizzas are good. The business is good. Uh, we'll do a, we're going to run out of time, but we're going to do a podcast. Maybe the World Series or the playoffs. Podcast. Brewers versus the Dodgers. Um, for the NLCS. That'll be fun. So, for Jamie Retzke and all the people I mentioned before, have a great day, have a great week, and we'll be back next week with the post-trade deadline stories around the leagues. Thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate it. Your comments are funny, and uh, I am not in need of counseling. So that's it. So long. Hit them straight. <laughs>